Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I would be just fine with Derek Carr being the quarterback of the New York Jets. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Well, hold on. I would be happy with it. Fine, are you happy? I would be happy. Earlier on the show, NBC Sports Boston Patriots insider Tom Curran. Coming up, Super Bowl winning head coach Bruce Arians. TCU quarterback Max Duggan. From the new film Cocaine Bear, actor O'Shea Jackson Jr. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air live on the Roku channel, which is free on every Roku device known to man. It's also free on select Samsung smart TVs. It is free on Amazon Fire TV. It is free on the Roku app because the Roku channel is on that app. The app's free. The Roku channel is free. I don't know if you get the idea that if you go to the internet and say therokuchannel.com, and by the way, for those listening on Terrestrial Radio, Sirius XM, and Odyssey, I'm making the the finger movement of typing, even though I'm not really typing, and I have an actual laptop to type on to my left. If you say you go therokuchannel.com, that's free. So, we're free. Zero point zero. Thank you, Dean Wormser. <laughs> That's what it'll cost you, zero. Dean Wormser. Nada. Uh, we've got a ton of guests coming up here. Yeah, this is going to be great. The next two hours, we just had a great chat with Tom Curran of NBC Tommy. Sports Boston. He said, move on from that whole concept that the Patriots are going to move on from Mac Jones. He said, don't pay it any mind. All right. Okay. Um, coming up on this program, hour number three, Max Duggan from TCU. Going to have him on this program, even though he broke my heart like Fredo. Um, and um, and the Fiesta Bowl. It just shows that you're fair and balanced. Speaking of movies, Cocaine Bear star O'Shea Jackson Jr. coming up in studio, hour number three. And then in about 20 minutes, it's the 43rd anniversary of Miracle on Ice. So let's get Al Michaels on the phone, and so we shall. But joining us on the program, one of our favorites, a Super Bowl-winning head coach. Joining us, Care of Novartis, the makers of Lecvio. Talking about a cholesterol initiative and so much more. Our friend B.A. back here in the program, Bruce Arians. How you doing, Bruce? Doing great, Rich. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How's, uh, how's retirement treating you? How's it going? Uh, really, really good. Um, it's a lot less stressful and uh, having a lot of fun. Okay. Give me some of the idea of fun. What are you doing for fun, Bruce? What do you got? What are you doing? Uh, well, stressing out the three-foot putt. You know, it's it's, uh, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different calling fourth and one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm enjoying playing a lot of golf, and the weather's great here at the lake. So okay. Um, yeah, it's it's been fantastic. Well, I don't want to I don't want to ruin your game uh, by giving anything away. You know, you don't give any candy away. But how's your game looking? What are you What are you shooting these days, Bruce? What do you got? Uh, it's actually pretty good. Somewhere between seventy seven and eighty five. Whoa! Yeah. It depends yeah. on the putter. Damn, yeah. Bruce, are you serious? You're 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 threatening par on a. All right, let's partner up. Let's do it. Yeah, well, not not really threatening it, but uh, getting close a couple of times. I love it. 
Fantastic. I really can't wait to shoot my age. <laughs> well, I, can't, I, I look forward to that as well. Uh, but so I guess you're shooting Tom Moore's age is basically what you're saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm beating Tom every day. <laughs> Very good. So uh, do you miss it all at, at all, Bruce? Did you watch any football this year and go, damn, man, I, I would love to be on the sideline right now at any point in well, time? You know, Rich, I had the best. I had the best thing. I got to I got to practice being a head coach for twelve games, and this year I got to practice retirement for sixteen games. So I, love it. I was at practice every day, and uh, obviously sat in the press box after the New Orleans fiasco. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> the um, so I got my fix. You know, I, I got my fix on uh, on football, and now I'm kind of stepping back a little further. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and enjoying life. Did you get banished to the press box, Bruce? Let's be honest. Tell me, did you get banished? Did you get sent there? Is that what happened? Did yeah, the there's box? new rules. There's new rules in play now. Okay, which is what you can't you can't bark at the opposition on the sideline if you're not the coach of the of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, I guess you can't. You can't be in the white or something. Okay. Uh, uh, if you're not a coach, you can't really holler to other team's players. <laughs> so you needed that reminder. Is that? What- <laughs> I love that. You well, I, I didn't do anything I haven't been doing for 25 years. That's why I didn't know what was different. You know? <laughs> See, I didn't even ask if you said the magic word. I just assumed that you did. Um, so um, so then you didn't at any point in time, you don't – because I, I, I just remember being on the sideline with Mooch when we used to do Thursday night football games, and he'd been so far removed from it. And he'd go up to the officials, and he'd, like, slap them in the, in the thigh and just say, what was that all about? Like he, and I could just see it just never really leaves you. It never really leaves you. So I'm wondering about you, Bruce. Yeah, I mean, trying to cut them out from the press box is really hard. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, I, I, I know they can hear me because I'm hollering loud enough. Right. <laughs> but everybody in the press box is upset with my language. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, <laughs> Bruce Arians here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show, senior advisor of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So what would you advise them on the quarterback front right now, uh, if asked, in a meeting? I think, I think we're I think we're in good hands with Kyle Trask. I, I love Kyle. He's been there two years now. Saw Tom work. How to get there? Blaine Gabbert was a great mentor for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, just like three years ago, you know, you got to search what's behind door number two. Uh, three years ago, we never would have guessed Tom Brady was behind door number two. And so you do your research, you do all your homework, and then you decide what's best for you. And uh, but. Right now, I, I, I'm very comfortable with Kyle's our guy. So what did you see in Kyle when you drafted him that you know that uh, you can unpack right now uh, as the guy after Tom Brady, Bruce? You know, a guy that worked his ass off to get to where he's gotten, and he works extremely hard every single day. Uh, he's, he's got all the size. He's got the arm. He's got the stature uh, of what we like, and he's, and he's mobile. Uh, so now he's not a burner, but he's mobile enough. Uh, to to do some things. So, uh, and looking at all the young quarterbacks today, I mean, he's not four or five Jalen Hurts type guy, but he can he can do a lot of things um, that help us win, especially with the players around him. And I'm curious to know what you thought about uh, the team moving on from Byron Leftwich. Since I know the story, Bruce, you've told it here on this program, and I know what he means to you. He was the guy that you you took off essentially the couch you took him out of his spot to say i think you should be coaching and then you didn't you wouldn't have taken the tampa job if byron wasn't coming with you to call plays to take that off your plate 
um, and 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 the play calling uh, aspect off of literally your health, which is what you referred to, and I know that's what you're here to talk about as well. So, what did you make of you know eventually uh, Byron no longer now being with with the team? It was hard. It was very hard for me, uh, but it's Todd's football team, and I handed it to Todd for a reason. Um, he's got to build it in his image, and. Uh, you know, there's no hard feelings between the two guys. The philosophies just didn't match. And uh, so, you know, looking forward to, to meeting the new guys and uh, getting back down there in the spring a little bit and, and, and working with them. But uh, um, I've got all the trust in the world in Todd Bowles. And, uh, but I, I feel terrible for Byron. I think Byron will still be a head coach soon, and, and he should be. So have you spoken to Byron and, and, and connected with him, Bruce? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, very, very often, and uh, just making sure, you know, seeing what what he's thinking and where he might be heading to, and make sure it's right for him. Yeah, exactly right. Because uh, you know, I, you know, I, and I know he and Brady. You know, I, I saw them in Munich together. They seem to get along, and obviously, you want a Super Bowl all together. So uh, I'm I'm wondering what you what you think. You know, um, didn't click last year from your position for Tampa. Bruce. Well, I, I think I think one of the, one of the things that happened to this football team was injuries to key leaders. I mean, Ryan Jensen injury was huge. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to lose your center, but to, to lose like the heartbeat, the toughness that Ryan brings, then to lose Shaq in midseason, um, you know, a premier pass rusher, just the, the injuries that to our leaders, um, it was really really hard. Tom wasn't himself, you know, with all the things that were going on. And I got to give him all the credit in the world for battling through what he went through last year um, for, his, for his teammates, and um, you know, thank the world of him. But it wasn't it wasn't the real time Brady out there. Yeah, and 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 in terms of that, uh, I I think he is retired for good. I, I I truly believe it this time, as opposed to to last year, Bruce. What do you think? Oh, I definitely think so. Also, and uh, you know, he spent a lot of time with with his kids you know, and uh, just. Heading to the next chapter. He's got so many things going on. You know, he, he is one busy dude. So if he's going into the booth, what, what what would your advice be to him there too, Bruce, from your time in the booth before you came out of it? What advice would you give Brady going into the booth yeah, to broadcast? We had, a, we had a good laugh about it. You know, I said, you know how hard that shit is? I said, now, the one thing you'll have that I didn't have, you'll be flying private. So, so <laughs> And, uh, I, I love going, you know, love going to practices on Friday and seeing the guys, and, right? And and meeting with the coaches and 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 calling the ball game, but the travel was, whew. and it, it it does it, it takes a lot of time, and, and and that's one thing about Tom, you know, he's meticulous. He's going to make sure everything is right, and uh, he'll be, he'll be more than ready. He'll, he'll do a great job. Yeah, the two words that won't be in his uh, in his vocabulary is connecting flight is what you're saying, Bruce. Right? We, there won't be connecting <laughs> flights. For him. He, he doesn't have to worry about going to overtime and missing his flight home. That's right. Okay, that's true. By the way, that is a consideration. It puts a lot of stress on a broadcast booth and a team. Yeah. Just, uh, so, ta- give tell me, good, give you good visual. You see Greg Gumble at 72 and me at 69 running through the airport. <laughs> that, that is not pretty. That is not pretty. <laughs> Bruce Arians here on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> Tell me about Novartis. What are you working with uh, uh, about cholesterol? I've got high cholesterol, uh, Bruce, and obviously it's something I try to monitor best I can. What do you, what do you want to let folks know about here? Yeah, I, I think just my story, you know, back in 2017, we played the Vikings, and it was one of those games that went down to the wire. I thought it was a bad call. 
Uh, we lost the ball game. I couldn't let it go. And in the middle of the night, I had chest pains, came down my left arm, went to the hospital, and that's when I found out my, my bad cholesterol was terrible. And uh, got with the doctors and, and got a program, got a game plan going. And uh, so I teamed up with Novartis uh, with CoatingCholesterol.com. And I think it's, you know, bad cholesterol is a silent killer, bro. You know that. I mean, yeah. it doesn't sneak up. It just takes your life. And um, so I, I beg everybody to get, a, to get a scorecard. Go get your cholesterol checked. Make sure you know what your bad cholesterol numbers are. For me, it was diet, exercise, and some medication, and, and it started coming down. I lost all that weight. and then, um, <clears throat> But, yeah, I mean, I can't, can't talk enough about getting with your doctor and getting a game plan uh, to make sure, especially in Heart Health Month, and, you know, to get, get it checked um, because you hear about, oh, man, the guy just dropped over. <laughs> Had he gone to his doctor and known about his cholesterol, he could have been on medicine and stopped it. Mm-hmm. Most of the deaths, the sudden deaths are, are preventable. So let's prevent it. Well, a beautiful sentiment for sure. Um, and knowing that is crucial. I agree with you. Uh, and um, a perfect time is now. February is American Heart Month. Uh, Bruce, I, I, I appreciate the time. Always love connecting with you, man. What TV shows are you watching? You, you you caught up on anything? Do you watch TV a lot more than you ever used to? What do you got? Yeah, I, 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 I caught up on, was it 1883? Oh. Man, that was it. Oh, that was a tearjerker. It was. My wife cried throughout in the entire final episode of 1883. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. I, I, I ain't lying. I cried, too. It was me, me, too. Have you watched 1923? Have you moved on to 1923, Bruce? I'm, I'm heading, heading in that direction this week. You should. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just as good. Yeah. It is just as good. All right, so that's what you're catching up to. Any movies? You going to the movies? Bruce? We, yeah, I went so uh, I went so... Uh, Top Gun. Okay. That was, that was great. In the that was a good one. It's great to be back in the theater, you know? Um, yeah, it was. Wednesday Avatar, which was just amazing technology, how they do that stuff. Okay, that's longer than an NFL game, Avatar. That's that. you got to really get ready for yeah, that one. Okay. Exactly. Uh, are you going to see Cocaine Bear, Bruce? you going to go see, you're going to check out Cocaine Bear, Bruce? Sounds like a winner to me. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, just be prepared. That's all. If you're going to go see that one with the missus. Take care of yourself, okay. Bruce. You be well, sir. You got it, brother. You're the best. Get, That's... That, get the cholesterol check, brother. I'm going to. I already have. I'm, I'm, already, I'm already monitoring it. It's no joke, man. It is no joke. My dad had uh, two bypass surgeries in his life, and um, I have to monitor it. I do have high cholesterol, and you, you said it spot on. I'm so glad you came on to talk about it. Appreciate you, brother. Thank right back you. at you. Bruce Arians right here, courtesy of Novartis, the makers of Lecvio on the Coaching Cholesterol Initiative. You know what? I, and I, I apologize to our radio affiliates if uh, a four-letter word slips out. Um, it's just their folks are comfortable. You know? Comfortable. They forget they're on the radio and television. Oh, it was on the sideline. But I got to tell you, uh, it's in New, <laughs> New Orleans, <laughs> fiasco. Do you refer to it as the fiasco <laughs> in New Orleans? If anyone remembers, uh, you know, uh, Mike Evans got into it with this just in, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, as, they, uh, as is their want. As, as they've been known to do. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of their thing, you know, and uh, and Bruce was on the sideline, yeah. and and I guess someone in the league office is like, "What's he doing there? Is he back on the coaching staff?" Hey, man, consultant. If the ship go, goes down, you got to get ready. And then suddenly, he had a a, a much higher seat in the stadium. <laughs> Looking down. 
Al Michaels, baby. Let's go. I'm it's happy the, to say my cholesterol is great. Oh, good. Yeah. You should, but you should, ju- you should check three it. Weeks ago. Certainly if you're a man of a certain age yeah. getting ready to play pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, not me. Uh, let's I take can't a wait break for Chris here. to start playing. Let's take a break here. Al Michaels, it's the 43rd anniversary of the Miracle on Ice. And a special power rankings coming up in hour number two. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network has rejoined the Roku Channel stream. The Rich Eisen Show desk, that's what I'm sitting at, furnished by Granger. With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. 43 years ago today, this happened. I, I'm chills, literally. Chills, I, I'm, get I'm, crying. I'm crying. Oh my gosh! <laughs> this salty discharge, to use the Seinfeld phrase. Man, oh man! Joining us now is the man who came up with that remarkable line that still resonates and causes people to have goosebumps and crying like I am today. My good friend Al Michaels back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, Al? You know, it's great to celebrate the anniversary with you, Rich. Every year, we, I think we started it at forty. Yeah, we so let's just keep it's it been going another seven, but uh, book me for uh, February the 22nd, 2030, and we can really uh, exult and, and look back at uh, something that, uh, you know, it's people have texted me today and said, uh, you know, it just doesn't get old. So I, I write back, I said, yeah, the only thing that gets old is me, but <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to believe that was 43 years ago, but uh, 
you know, I listen to that, and I, I, yeah. I, I feel I'm in the third person. And, of course, I've heard it thousands of times, but it's like um, I kind of feel the way a lot of people do when they hear that. But it's like somebody else is doing it. Mm-hmm. So uh, what a moment, obviously. Uh, in Sports Illustrated, you know, uh, in 2000, ranked it as the greatest sports moment uh, of the 20th century. So uh, uh, a number of years after that, we were still, uh, I think it's still, for me, obviously, number one, as you know, it's, on the top of the shelf, and people say to me, "Well, you know, what, what's the uh, the crowning moment of your career and everything?" And I go, "Nothing will ever, nothing will ever top that. <laughs> Just a confluence of events." No doubt, and you know, obviously, uh, we all know what else you've called. Um, and, and one of the things, many things I love about you, Al, is you just remember so much, uh, and so many details as if it was yesterday. So we're talking at one twenty-three. um, Eastern time. We're talking late at one twenty-three Lake Placid time. What were you doing 43 years ago at this very moment? If you can uh, guesstimate like one thirty, yeah, close to one thirty in the afternoon. So the game started at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. So people forget that it was, you know, tape delayed. We we came on the air. We we it was at five o'clock. We were taping the game, and then they aired it at eight Eastern time. Of course, the world was so different then, and people could keep from finding out what had taken place. But I think at about about this time, forty three years ago, Rich, we I walked over to the arena because we were at a hotel at the Hilton, which was maybe four or five blocks away in Lake Placid, with Ken Dryden, the great. Uh, Hall of Fame goalie, who was uh, my partner on that telecast. And I remember one of the things we talked about, or at least I said to Ken, was hopefully it's only like three to one in the middle of the second period, Soviets. <laughs> and we could we could keep an audience, because my big fear, of course, was that it was going to be something like six to nothing, and then uh, nobody would care about it. But I, I do remember having that conversation with Ken on the way over to the arena. So, uh, uh, you know, at the end of the, the first period, Mark Johnson had scored that goal right at the horn to tie it to two. At the end of the second period, it was three two. Jim Craig, of course, um, made save after save in the second period to keep the game close. And we know the rest. Mark Johnson scores uh, the tying goal, and Mike Ruzioni scores the what turned out to be the game winning goal exactly ten minutes into the third period. But that was the conversation that Kenny and I had on the way over. And and again, Al, as you point out, different times, tape delayed broadcast. You know kids college kids going up against the soviets just another word mm-hmm. that, that, that that dates it um but mm-hmm. what about that barn right i mean you don't get games of this magnitude played in a barn like the one in lake placid what was it like in that building mm-hmm. when you walked in there well, you, you, you don't get the olympics in, in places like lake placid right. anymore so lake placid had hosted the olympics in 1932 and they won the rights to host it in 1980 you'll never I don't think you'll ever see an Olympics in a venue like that. I mean, a little, it's a little hamlet, and you could barely, you know, get in or out. I mean, the, the, the access on roads was, was uh, not like it is today for any, any venue that would host an Olympics, Olympic Games. But um, right across the street was the high school in Lake Placid, and the track was turned into a rink, and that's where Eric Hyden uh, they turned it into a skating rink and mm. speed skating, and Eric won five gold medals across the street. So then this was nothing but a, but a field house, and I guess they've really cleaned it up. And I know a, a lot of games are played there, uh, youth hockey and, and minor league hockey and, and the rest, uh, but they've cleaned it up. But then it was just it was simply like a, a seven or 8,000-seat arena, uh, which had uh, lower bowl seating, 
and a small balcony, and our broadcast booth was on a kind of a ramshackle platform <laughs> in the front of that that balcony, shaking like crazy at the end of that game. But, uh, you know, you'll, you'll never see anything like that again right now because, you know, obviously to get to host the Olympic Games, you're going to have to spend billions and billions of dollars to either upgrade your facilities or build new ones. But uh, that was the last of its breed. The other thing I'm thinking about today, Rich, is that here we were, you know, part of what made that what it was, mm. was, you know, the Cold War was so icy at that point. Uh, you know, the United States and the Soviet Union, and here we are 43 years right. later. Think about this. Still at loggerheads with Russia, at least with Putin anyway. Crazy. And then, you know, obviously, uh, Al Michaels here on the Rich Eisen Show. That's also obvious uh, by the date, uh, the 43rd anniversary of Miracle on, on Ice and the distinctive voice. Um Let's let's talk about Herb Brooks a little bit here. What was he like, Al? What was he like, Herb? You know, I I, I thought he was a, a great man and a, and a and a great coach. And what he, he 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 was able to bring that team to that moment in time and have them play at their very best. And I thought, you know, the movie. A lot of people know the story from the movie Miracle, right? Where Kurt Russell played Herb Brooks. I think he did a a magnificent job. I mean, I, I looked at at Kurt in that movie and I thought, wow, that was Herb. Herb was Herb was a hockey coach. He was a very smart man. He was a well rounded man, but he was a coach. And don't forget, after the Olympics, right after the Olympics, when Herb Brooks could have, you know, been king of the world at that point and, and been feted uh in, in every city and in, in the country and ticker tape parades and the rest, what was he doing two weeks later? He went to coach a club hockey team in Switzerland. <laughs> this is what he did. And in the, in the 2000, when the, the 20th anniversary and Sports Illustrated ranked it as the top moment of the 20th century in sports, and we were all at Madison Square Garden. They had a big television show in the garden. 14,000 people brought the, the team back. The place went crazy. And after they announced it was the number one event of the, of the 20th century, I'm walking off the stage with Herb, and he said, how could they rank that number one? I said, Herb, will you ever understand? What are you talking about? So to him, uh, all of the things that, that surrounded this game were on the side. He was a hockey coach. And, look, he brought that team to that moment in time. And don't forget, because, you know, the Soviet game, people, a lot of people still forget, that was the next-to-last game. They still had to beat Finland. Two days later, and the, uh, the game that started at 11 o'clock in the morning on Sunday morning, and they trailed 2-1 to one at the end of the second period. And if they lost that game, they would not have won the gold medal and possibly not even a medal. And here you got, you've got 20 minutes to go, and Herb, the only thing Herb said to the team in the locker room afterwards was, as they're ready to go back on the ice, if you lose this game, you will take it to your grave. Mm. And of course, there was an adjective before grave. <laughs> and they, you know, and, and have truer words ever been spoken? Because had they lost that game, Rich, think about this, for the rest of their lives, all of these guys, they would have gone around and people would say, let, let me get this straight. You beat the Soviets and lost to Finland? So he had the right words at the right time. And, uh, you know, I uh, he, he loved Ken Dryden, too. So uh, he was not very accessible to the rest of the, the media, but because of his relationship with Ken, we got to have a beer with him every other night during the off nights, 
and uh, we learned a lot, obviously, but I had tremendous respect for them. I mean, tremendous. that must have been amazing to have a beer with Herb Brooks. And, you know, you talk about that movie. It is it is a, a terrific sports movie. And the line in the movie that I'm wondering if it, it, it also resonates with you, uh, you know, the actor Noah Emmerich, who's playing Craig Patrick, hands him, you know, back the list of players that, that Herb had submitted to USA Hockey for, for the mm-hmm. team. And and he said, you're missing the best players. And he said, I'm not looking for the best players. I'm looking for the right ones. And, Correct. you know, and, and your s- statement earlier about, you know, hey, you remember walking over to the arena with Ken Dryden and say it could be 6 nothing. Uh, you're so worried. The, you know, the Soviets blew out uh, Team USA in Madison Square Garden in a friendly, if you will, prior to the Olympics. And so I, I'm wondering what do you remember people wondering if they did have the right team at the time still? Going into that well, they, game? Going into that game, at least, you know, they, they had tied Sweden with a, uh, a goal in the last minute by Bill Baker in the opener. Wow. And then they had somehow beaten Czechoslovakia. Mm-hmm. They were the second-best team in the league and killed them 7-3. to three. So all of a sudden, people are looking at this thing and going, whoa, 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 uh, what about this team? But you're right in terms of the Soviets had beaten the U.S. at Madison Square Garden and that, you know, as you call it, friendly by a score of, I think, 10 to 3, three mm. nights before the Olympics. But uh, th- that game could have been 15 to nothing. But Dryden and I had been, we'd been in Moscow to do some scouting before the Olympics. And I watched the, this team play, and they killed everybody. I mean, they were toying with people. They would win the game, you know, 6 nothing. They could have won the game 20 to nothing. So they were by far the, the best team in the world at that point. And uh, Herb Brooks was able to, you know, get him to the right place. At the right time, but uh, going into that game, you know, if you looked at that game too, Rich, in so many ways, the the Soviets outshot the United States thirty nine to sixteen. That's a two and a half to one ratio. Mm-hmm. How many teams win games uh, being outshot thirty nine to sixteen? That almost never happens. Well, Jim Craig uh, stood on that. his head that night, Al. I mean, he oh, stood on his head, yeah. and and then seeing his dad, mm-hmm. you know, seeing his dad. Yeah. Uh, and, Fantastic. And then the the, yeah. the the the. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps right now. I mean, the flag mm-hmm. around Jim Craig. Come sure. on, man. That was no. Just... I know. I know. And that that if you look at the the cover of Sports Illustrated the following week, and mm-hmm. just the, the way those guys uh, were celebrating, and and they're falling all over each other, and there's Jack O'Callahan with a great toothless grin, uh, and they're just falling all over each other. And just to, to fast forward, in Sochi at the Olympics in 2014, uh-huh. I wanted to interview Trediak, who was the goalie, who you know the best goalie in the world, and they pulled him they after pulled the him. first period in a, in a terrible move. Uh, but I got him into the studio, and the one question I always wanted to ask was, you know, you guys are standing at the, the blue line, and there's a cutaway shot. Our guys are exulting, you know, they're, they're going crazy, the crowd is going crazy, they're all over, the, they're falling all, all over each other, and, they, and the Soviets are just kind of standing pensively uh, at the blue line with uh, a lot of their, their chins on the knobs of their sticks, just watching this. And I said to Trediak uh, at Sochi, I said, what were you guys thinking at that moment? And he said, we wished we were them. Huh. They were so happy. It was unbelievable because the Soviets, they were never in that position. They, they would win every game. And all of a sudden, they're watching this and they're going, we wished we were them. Wished uh, any they, of their wins. Yeah, wished any of their American hockey. Right. Yeah. Right. Wished any of their wins would, would matter as much as this one did for, for right. USA. Wow. Right. Man. 
Wow. <laughs> and then, so last one for you, Al. Uh, when did you first hear your call of Do You Believe in Miracles? Yes, became the root of the phrase that refers to the game forevermore as Miracle on Ice. When did you first hear, hey, they're calling it the Miracle on Ice, and you were the one who first put the word miracle into our consciousness? Well, I, you know, uh, I've told the story before, but because this game was on tape delay, and in those years you're worried about a tape machine breaking, oh, God. as crazy as that seems, <laughs> that Rune Arledge, who ran ABC Sports, made Dryden and me stay at the arena to announce the Sweden-Finland game, which started at 8 o'clock. So we're doing this into a tape machine, just in case there's a technical problem, playing the tape back of the U.S.-Soviet game. I mean, it sounds crazy right now. So I had no idea what was going on until I got back to the hotel and people started saying to me, wow, that was a great thing you said at the end of the game. Rich, I had to think about it because I was too busy doing the Sweden-Finland game, doing a second game, and I really didn't have time to digest what, what, what took place. So, you know, fortunately, through the years, you know, it kind of plays because, <laughs> I don't know, if, if I threw that baby up, uh, you know, you got to live with that uh, forever. But, but, but that was, again, one of those things, and we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. People, you know, said, did you think about it? Did I think about it? I thought we were going to lose the game 10-3. to 3. Um, And, and the, that, was, that was straight out of, out of uh, my heart and uh, my fiber. And uh, as I, I said to somebody one time, I said, that's the nine-year-old and me coming out. That's the same thing that a fan would say at that point. So uh, uh, here we are 43 years later still talking about this thing. I love you, Al Michaels. Thanks for taking the time, man. You're the Anytime, you're the best. Rich. You know that, man. You're the Take best. Care, man. Take care. We'll see you. Be good. That's Al Michaels, everybody, right here. Miracle on Ice, 43rd anniversary. Wow. Stick around. Call the other game on tape that we might have to then take live just in case the Miracle on Ice game breaks in the tape machine. Could you imagine? They should do a, a doc. They should do a movie just on the tape machine guy, wow. knowing this precious commodity <laughs> needs to make sure it gets through the pressing of the play. What if it, that, what if it went bad eighth tape or dude, something? Like, wow. Man. The 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 phrase of "Did you get it?" Yeah. Did you get it? Did you get it? Did you get? Please tell me. Please tell me you got it. You got it. The Miracle on Ice was in a tape machine. Get out of here. I'm going to watch Miracle tonight. If they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. You know what? I mean, Miracle is a terrific sports movie movie that doesn't get mentioned a lot. Because when you say greatest sports movies, obviously mine is Hoosiers. I mentioned Hoosiers. And and the reason why I mentioned Hoosiers is because there is... there's, there's such a way about it and the story about it that not only resonates today, but resonates in other aspects of, of life mm-hmm. and other sporting events that you can measure the rim to the floor in any endeavor that you do. It's any just, endeavor that David you do. David versus Goliath. No matter you, know you right, David versus Goliath. Yeah. But also just in any endeavor that you do, a big job report, a big speech that you're giving, a big anything that you're having, hey, it's the same thing that you normally do. Just measure the rim to the floor. It's the same. It's just a bigger Butler Fieldhouse. That's all. And that 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 story that I, you know, that I, that that moment in Miracle, and again, you you, you hear the the moment speech that 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 he does give. 
to the team, and that's mentioned also the 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 hard practices that Herb Brooks made them go through. Those are scenes that you remember in Miracle. But the one that I mentioned is Craig Patrick, played by the actor Noah Emmerich, who you've also seen in many other movies. He's and, a good that guy. Yeah, and the Americans. He was terrific in the Americans. He plays Craig Patrick, the assistant, and he, he says gets handed the list of players that Herb Brooks wants for the team, and he goes, you're missing the best players. And he's like, I'm not looking for the best players, Craig. I'm looking for the right ones. And you could say that about any championship team, any championship team, in any sport. God, do I love that movie, too. And I'm on the edge of my seat, and so 43 years I now, I know what the I, end I, is. I know it's going to happen. <laughs> Max Duggan coming up in hour number three. O'Shea Jackson Jr. in hour number three in studio from Cocaine Bear. But when we come back, a power rankings to celebrate the 73rd birthday of Dr. J. The best doctors in pop culture history. Don't miss it. It's going to be dynamite. Coming up next. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, never to doll. Happy 73rd birthday, Dr. J. Julius, Julius Irving. Julius. He is part of our set in our world every day because of you, T.J. Jefferson. You brought that in right behind My you. My favorite right basketball player of all time. Why not? Julius Irving. The doctor. I love Michael Jordan. I love, but like, this guy to me was, he was just it. Well, in terms of famous doctors who aren't really doctors... Well, what are you he's, trying to say? He is. He's number one. Well, he's actually a doctor. Uh, um, well, he's I, I'm sure he's, 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 he's <laughs> technically, you know. Doctorate. Yes, understood. But in that vein, honoring Dr. J, I have a power rankings outside of him in honor of his 73rd birthday. Bet. Famous pop culture doctor power rankings here on The Rich Eisen Show. Here we go. Give me a little bit of uh, theme music. I don't know what doctor music is, but we'll do it right here. <laughs> the office is open. Number 10 on my power rankings list is the man, the doctor, who once created time travel with a 1981 DeLorean and stolen plutonium. Hey. <laughs> Doc Brown, Dr. Yeah, Emmett Brown. Number 10 on this list from Back <laughs> to the Future. By the way, did you see that uh, that that photograph, uh, that, uh, that selfie? That uh, the actor who played Biff put Tom, out there. Thomas Wilson. Oh, beautiful. Thomas Wilson. It was just great. A, a little reunion with Michael J. Fox and 
Leah Thompson, and of course, the great uh, Christopher Lloyd, who played Dr. Emmett Brown. A great line as well that works uh, to this day. If you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. Doc Brown, man. That's number 10 on the list. Number nine on this list is a wrongly accused University of Chicago cardiovascular surgeon who dodged U.S. Marshal Sam Gerard long enough to find the one-armed man who killed his wife, Helen, Dr. Richard Kimball. <laughs> and the fact that he also exposed his colleague, Dr. Charles Nichols, and his role in a big pharma scandal to cover up the negative side effects of Provasic on the liver is the cherry on top. Dr. Richard Kimball, the fugitive. The Harrison Ford version. Well done. By the way, did you know the original Dr. Richard Kimball in the television show played by, I believe, the actor David Jansen was a pediatrician? Doesn't work. Oh, not <laughs> as good. Work. Not as good. Uh, not as good. There's no, uh, what, RDU 40 or whatever, 90, whatever it was? RDU 90. Yeah. <laughs> number nine on the list is uh, Dr. Richard Kimball. Doctor, uh, uh, number eight on this list is the irascible, uh, crusty but benign doctor of the USS Enterprise, Dr. Leonard Bones McCoy, number eight on this list. I know some of you guys might not be Star Trek guys. I am. I grew up watching Star Trek. It's always great whenever, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, Captain Kirk would say to him something along the lines of, like, what do you what do you think of the uh, the atmosphere? And he goes, damn it, Jim. I'm a doctor, not an air guy or anything like that. Just fill in the blank. Never, I, I've never heard the word damn it said as much on television before. And then, of course, um, also the first guy I'd ever met or heard of named DeForest. Now, you know, there's Buckner. We know about him for the Colts. Uh, DeForest Kelly played uh, Dr. Leonard Bones McCoy. Uh, Number seven on this list, I'm listening, Fraser Crane. Dr. Uh, Crane, um, who go, you know, by the way, uh, I looked it up. Dr. Fraser Crane was the original bar stoolie in Boston who was brought on into Cheers to help Sam Malone get over alcoholism and his breakup with Diane. Oh. Yes. And uh, and then we all know that he just turned into one of the drinkers at the bar. Right. And then uh, the the wildest transformation in television uh, for me to go from psychiatrist to talk show radio host, the only one that could even top it is Benson going from butler to governor back in the day. I mean, it's so that. number seven on the list is Dr. Yeah, Fraser Crane. Crane. Number six on this show. list. Here we go. So give me that one more time. Go ahead, You're you listening to The Rich Eisen Thank Show. Thank you. And then, of course, you know, the, <laughs> the great Kelsey Grammer giving us that drop. Number six on this list, the rare <laughs> double dip of ladies' man and crime-solving medical examiner Quincy Emmy himself. <laughs> Jack Klugman. Honestly. I don't know who that is. That's Jack, Jack Klugman. Klugman. This is guy. I mean, he goes from Oscar Madison... <laughs> To medical yeah, examiner. And by the way, name me another guy who could pull off ladies' man and medical examiner quite like Quincy M.E. I don't think there is. Dr. One. Quincy M.E. Number five on this list, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Dr. <laughs> Quinn Medicine Woman. This is the second doctor on this list who went from Boston somewhere else. Fraser Crane went from Boston nice. to Seattle. She went from Boston to Colorado Springs. Nice. And because I love... Jane Seymour, she makes this list. I've been to her house. Have you really? I have. That's another one. Speaking of cheers, like, who has not been in my kitchen? Uh, Number four on this list, you could say Dr. Frankenstein, but that's not who I'm talking about. That was his grandfather. I'm talking about Frederick Frankenstein, Gene Wilder, and young Frankenstein. Okay? Nobody in the history of medicine could bring back a cadaver from the dead and perform putting on the Ritz 
quite like Frederick Frankenstein. If you're blue and you don't know where right. to go That's to. Igor as well, his assistant. Putting on the Ritz. Number three on this list of my power rankings, famous pop culture doctor power rankings. We're finishing up strong. Benjamin Franklin Hawkeye Pierce, the chief surgeon of the 4077th Mass Unit, played by Alan Alda, uh, from Crabapple Cove, Maine. Maine. By the way, all the way to Korea. Um, and, and of course, uh, his stance on war was something that I will never forget. Frank Burns, Colonel Burns, once told him to grab a sidearm and take uh, a post. And this was his response. I'll carry on, carry over, carry forward, carry Grant, cash and carry. Carry me back to old Virginia. I'll even Harry carry if you show me how, but I will not carry a gun. There you go. And also <laughs> from a, a television show. Who's, the finale of which was knocked down to 13th on the all-time watched television show list by the recent Super Bowl. Think about it. A sitcom finale still ranks in the top 20 of a United States all-time watched television show list. Number three is Hawkeye Pierce. Number two is the only doctor, I think, on this list that you, you don't know who it is just hearing the name Dr. Rumack. You know who Dr. Rumack is? Go what? ahead. Go ahead. It's Leslie Nielsen from Airplane. Oh. I didn't even know that name until I looked it up yesterday. You know? I mean, the man is, you know, performing births with forceps in, in the middle of a plane going down. And then, of course, takes the time to make sure that the, the pilots who are trying to land the plane understand what's at stake, but keeping them calm as well. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. That's another famous line as well. Just want to let you know, good luck. We're all counting on you. <laughs> number one on this list is, without a question, number one, and it should be on anybody's list, it is the famed villain of Austin Powers, Dr. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> number one on my famous pop culture doctor's power rankings, Dr. Evil. All he wanted was sharks with freaking lasers on their heads. That's all he wanted. That's not a lot. Okay. The number of times that he created all these elaborate stunts rather than just shooting Austin Powers was very entertaining. And then, we, of course, we also know Mini-Me and then the fact that something would be $1 million. It's just number one on the list. And that's my famous pop culture doctor power rankings here on The Rich Eisen Show. That's very, very, good. very good. Thank you. Well done. Oh. All right, here we go. Oh. I got one more. Oh. I got one more. I could go... Uh, old school movies, Dr. Zhivago. Susie yeah. gave me Dr. No. That's oh, yeah. a good one. Dr. No, uh, I could go Supernatural, Dr. Who. Mm. Uh, I could go uh, Superhero World, Dr. Strange. Uh, I could even go The Muppet World, Dr. Teeth. What about Dr. Teeth? Here's Dr. <laughs> Teeth. <laughs> the leader of the Electric Mayhem, famous drummer okay. Animal, as we all know. Yeah. I'm not going to go there. No. I'm going to go, again, Fraser Crane on this list could have been the most, I think, a well-established doctor in terms of his resume. I mean, right. uh, Harvard Medical School and Oxford University. So just on that alone, you've got to go with the doctor with the best credentials as my extra one. And it is the man who's got a PhD in poor cell service, Dr. Albert Einstein. There he is, back again. <laughs> Can't quit this man, because you know what? He's not quitting me. I saw him during the NBA All-Star Game, and the man's got a PhD in poor cell service, which I didn't know about. Brilliant. Thank you. Come on.
That's the end of my power rankings list. It's my rankings, not yours. They're mine. Was he a real doctor? Yes, doctor. What are you talking about? You just made the list. If TJ's saying that Dr. J's a real doctor because he got an honorary degree, this man's got several doctorates. Are you kidding me? Of course, doctor. He's a really a real, real doctor. doctor. Get out of here. How dare you? <laughs> just because he leaves his bicycle and needs to be told by Cicely Strong to come collect it doesn't mean he's not a doctor. Thank you. I like that list. You left a few off. What did I, I leave like off? Oh. What did I leave off? I mean, you know, there's uh, Dr. House. That's true. He's on there. Uh, shout out to my boy Eric Dane, Dr. McSteamy. Okay. From Grey's Anatomy. I could have done any Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, we yeah, I could have done any ER. could have gone Doug Ross. Yeah, gone. We have Dr. Huxtable, Dr. Dre, Doc Rivers. Uh, we have Dr. Johnny Fever. Nah, Dr. Johnny Fever. I forgot about yeah. him. But I mean, it's, it's a, a tough list. list of crap. It's Very tough, good list. Tough list. I like that list. Tough list. Is that it? Yeah, I think it is. I think House is the only one that I'm shocked you left off. I'm uh, sure that you. Who am I going to knock off? Yeah, no one. I don't know I'm who just saying. Off. I know you don't. You don't well, know I, what Quincy I, is, but I didn't understand. That. Uh, people, I got. I got it. People on the pickleball court know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you and TJ <laughs> and me. It's good. <laughs> Max Duggan coming up. O'Shea Jackson Jr. too. Still here. Dr. Anybody? Dre was good. You any others? Should have been Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre? Dr. Yeah. Dre probably should have made it. Okay. Who am I taking off? That old guy. <laughs> that old guy. Quincy. <laughs> well, I mean, Klugman is much better known for Odd Couple, but, you know. To go from Oscar Madison and say, I'm going to go serious. And the one thing, too, that Quincy would always say, mm-hmm. that the line was always say, it wasn't an accident. It was murder. <laughs> That's what he would always say. Was there like at some an point, organ hit at some right point, after at some that? Point, like, this wasn't an accident. Doc Gooden. It was murder. Dad, that's the other oh, one. Oh, Doc Gooden. It's See, doc. I stayed out of the sports lane. Yeah, I just went yeah, straight yeah, pop, yeah, culture. pop culture. We could do a whole sport docs. You know? It was docs. murder. <laughs> Dr. Spichemini. And then, and then he would go go out on a date smelling of formaldehyde, right? Like, how, how are we some, supposed to buy that? some dime. Look piece. at this guy. Dr. Nick it from was the Simpsons. It was murder. And then he went to diagnosis murder after that. No, that was uh, Dick was? Van Dyke. Oh, was okay. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke was just on Mass Singer. Well, I'm saying he was on an episode that I just I'm looking at his eye. It's okay. Oh, I'm sure Jack played. Klugman guessed it. He was on the Love Boat. He was on everything. Yeah, everything. He's Jack friggin' Klugman. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he was Doctor Jeff Everdeen on diagnosis. Nobody murder. could solve a crime, go out on a date, and declare it was murder. Murder. Quite like Jack Klugman. <laughs> Quincy Emmy. It wasn't an accident. It, it was murder. It wasn't me. It was the well-known man. Dr. Richard Kimball, though. That was That's nice. a good one. <laughs>